friends, welcome to your day, week, month, year reviews. I'm your host for the day, Troidal Power, and today I'm here to talk to you about a game called Starlink Battle for Atlas, a game that released from Ubisoft on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch uh, back in October of 2018. Um, it's a space shooter game where you fly a spacecraft around in open world 3d space environments and then also land on planets and move around as more of a a 2d shooter where your ship kind of hovers across the ground um it's got a lot of star fox's dna in it so much so that nintendo actually partnered with ubisoft for the switch version of the game and released it with uh star fox included in the game uh star fox characters star fox ships uh even a star fox the star fox storyline um it is also, one of the things to know about it, is it is a toy-to-life game, meaning that when you buy a physical copy of this game, it actually comes with a little uh, clip that attaches to your controller, and then it comes with some toys of a ship and pilots and guns, and so you actually create your ship in real-world toy play by attaching a pilot to the clip and then a ship on top of that, and then you can attach different weapons to the wings of your ship. Um, I'm not playing that version. I actually picked up the Digital Deluxe Edition on the Nintendo Switch eShop uh, about a week ago. Uh, actually, it wasn't a week. It was like three days ago. Um, but it, uh, the Digital Deluxe version includes everything that you can possibly get for the game. So it includes everything you would get if you went out and bought every single toy that's available. Uh, except I got it while it was on sale. So it was drastically cheaper than that would have been. So yeah, I bought this game on New Year's Eve, thinking that it might be one that my wife and I would like to play together. Um, I'm now recording on January 2nd, so it's been a little past 24 hours since I first played it. Um, but um, yeah, let me let me give you some impressions here. Um, my first impression, like I said, is the game has a lot of Star Fox DNA in it. I actually booted it up into the Star Fox mode, so when I had to pick a pilot to start the game with, I of course picked Star Fox. Um, And the story of the game is basically that a group of humans have um, an alien came to Earth, and I I think they're trying to figure out how to get him home. His name is Judge. Um, They're trying to figure out how to get him back home, and so they developed this massive spaceship that can travel, uh, it seems like, by, like, ripping tears in the universe is what it looked like. Maybe that'll be a problem later on. Um, And uh, when they get to this system called Atlas... They've been there a couple times. They've got they they know a little bit about the system, um, but they get ambushed when they get there um, by uh, a group of enemies called uh, Legion, I think. Uh, yeah, Legion. Um, they get ambushed by a group of enemies that are part of Legion. But Legion is almost entirely robots, and the people who actually board their ship and kidnap their leader is definitely not a robot. So there's some organic element that is in command of the robot legion, it looks like. And then Star Fox shows up. So when they go out to to fight off this attack, Star Fox and his team are there. They're apparently in the same system, in the Atlas system, looking for Star Wolf. Um, And when they see the the battle happening, uh, Star Fox, being the the hero that he is, jumps into the fray and helps him out. Uh, They all end up crash-landed together on a planet, and then your first kind of quest line is to get the necessary components to get the... Um, the carrier ship back into the air, at which point you can start moving around from planet to planet. So the gameplay loop is basically you go down to a planet um, and you find a contact there. 
Sometimes it's somebody uh, required by the story. Sometimes it's just these observatory stations that are spread out throughout all these planets. And they'll give you quests to go on, like go and kill these enemies over there or go and collect this resource or go and scan this life form that lives on the planet. Uh, and then you scoot around on the planet in the, the hover mode and you find what they need. You shoot them all up and then you uh, complete the quest. The the challenge in the... Uh, some of the challenge, maybe not all of it, but at least some of the challenge in the combat comes from the fact that different enemies are weak to different kinds of weapons. So if you're playing the Toys to Life version, that means that in the middle of a combat, you can snap off the gun that you've got mounted on your wings and replace it with another one that uses an element that the enemy's weak to. In the digital version, it's way easier because you just go into a pause menu. I think there's some sort of a crafting element. Uh, there's mods that you can get to upgrade your weapons and stuff. I haven't delved too deep into those so far yet. Um, but yeah, the, the core glute the core loop of the game is just that kind of cruising around on a planet, completing missions. And it's pretty dang fun. Um, we played it co-op at first, me and my wife. Um, we played maybe an hour or two. Uh, it didn't super click with her. We were playing, um, like playing co-op means that you're playing in split screen. And there's a lot going on in this game for a split screen game. Um, I think that, uh, if you're going to try and play this with somebody, the best bet is to have them complete like the first few missions, solo by themselves so that they can get a feel for what it is but each of you should go complete those first few missions by yourselves and then you should dive into co-op because trying to do the tutorial in a two-player uh fashion was was tough um um as a single player game um you've got a lot more screen real estate you can see what's going on a lot easier um and made it a much more enjoyable experience i think it'd be fun two-player but you really need to know what you're doing before you dive into that um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. When and where did you first hear of the game? Um, this game came on my radar back at E3. I, I, it might've been this E3, but I think it might've actually been the E3 before that this first got announced that it was partnering with Nintendo for the Star Fox edition. Um, but that's, that's totally what piqued my interest in this game, um, was, was that Star Fox edition. And then since then, I've, I've heard a lot about it. It came out in October, so a little over two months ago. Um, and I've heard a lot of good things about it, like on the Nintendo subreddit and things, but, uh, all of that has been marred by the fact that it's a Toys to Life game, where in order to, like, do more, you need to have toys. And, and the way it works, the way the toys work, is that they're extra lives, basically. The the weapons, you just, you know, you can sub on and off. That's pretty straightforward. But the ships serve as extra lives. When you, when you run out of life, your ship crashes, and you need to switch to a different ship. If you're playing the physical version, and you don't have another ship, that means you, you know, you get a game over and have to load from the last checkpoint. If you have another ship, you start off right where you were. Um... So yeah, all of all of my excitement that I had about it was kind of brought down by the fact that it was a Toys to Life game. Um, I, I've liked uh, Disney Infinity in the past. It's the only Toys to Life game that I ever got into, really. Um, Lego Dimensions I've played a little bit of, but it, it did not hook me the same way. Um, let's see. I think I've already talked about what I like about it and what I dislike about it, but just as kind of a, a recap of pros and cons, um, the the pros are that the the moment to moment combat is really fun. Moving the ship around feels really good, um, and it's really pretty. Like uh, not not technically pretty. It's actually had some frame rate skips a little bit, um, but the the art design of it is really cool. The planets are really interesting looking. 
Um, so I've really enjoyed that side of it. As far as what I don't like about it, it's just, it's a little chaotic when you're starting out. That's that's my biggest gripe so far. Um, I also can tell that the mission structure is going to be pretty dang repetitive. However, I'm actually looking at that as a, a pro for me right now. Um, I, I love a game, I love podcast games, is, is what I think of them as. I think I kind of stole that idea from the geek to geek podcast. Um, but basically games that I can put on... Uh, or, or that I can play while listening to a podcast or an audiobook. Um, that I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. It's like my preferred uh, entertainment medium. Um, I guess games and podcasts both, which is why this is perfect. Uh, anyway, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and so having a game where um, I don't have to stress out too much about the mission structure, it's it's all kind of samey, but, but feels good, that's kind of a nice thing. So I like it. Um, would you recommend the game to a friend? I think so, but I would definitely recommend the the um, the digital deluxe version. Uh, I got it on sale. I think it was forty dollars, and it's normally eighty. So it was on a pretty good sale recently on the eShop. I would absolutely expect it to go on sale again. Um, I would say pick up that version of it. I wouldn't pick up the Toys to Life version unless you really want that R wing. Which I guess I didn't mention that the Nintendo version of the physical version comes with Star Fox and an R wing included, which is dope they look so good and i wish that i had those however the fact that uh the 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 physical version cripples you in terms of being able to continue your progress if your ship explodes seems not so cool to me so uh, while that r-wing looks great it wasn't enough to to pull me over to that version um do you have a history with this game nope uh i like star fox uh i played the heck out of star fox 64 um, Star Fox on the, uh, Super Nintendo, I only tried to play after playing Star Fox on the 64, and that is not the order to do that in, because Star Fox on the Super Nintendo is completely inscrutable once you've played Star Fox 64. Um, and then I played the 3DS Star Fox, which I think was basically a remake of Star Fox 64 with a lot of added stuff in it. Um, I didn't play the Wii U one too much. My wife and I played that a little bit together, but we didn't get very far in it. Do you have a history with the game studio? Yeah, Ubisoft, um, I've played a ton of Ubisoft games. Um, I, I the, the Far Cry games, the Assassin's Creed games, um, something else recently that I've been playing that I can't even think of what it is. Um, I, I've played a lot. Um, I'm actually just checking here. The game was developed by Ubisoft Toronto. Let's see what they've made. Um, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell Blacklist, I never played. Assassin's Creed Unity is, I think, the worst of the Assassin's Creed games. Far Cry 4 was the first Far Cry game I played, and I really liked it. Rainbow Six Siege I haven't played. Far Cry Primal I haven't played. Watch Dogs 2 I haven't played. For Honor I haven't played. Far Cry 5 I think is pretty good. Uh, I think the the humor in that one is actually a detriment to it. It, it tries too hard to be shocking and edgy. Um, but the gameplay is good. So. so yeah, I've played a couple of their games, and, and for the most part like them. Um, Assassin's Creed Unity is problematic but its problems started far earlier in the assassin's creed uh series those weren't all the fault of those games it was just it was the peak of all of the problems of that game of that series rather um yeah so then the the last two questions here are, do you like the game so far and are you excited to keep playing it um i i definitely like it um it's it's a nice kind of nothing game <laughs> um it's it's a it's a nice uh, passive, relaxing game. It's not one that I have to get stressed out about. It's not. It's not Red Dead Redemption Two, where I'm like, oh gosh, this game is so intense. It's just. It's just fun. It's a nice, fun game. Um, and I am excited to keep playing it. I, I totally expect this to be a uh, 
a, a kind of background game for me. I guess I didn't mention, but I've played it in handheld as well, um, and it works just fine playing in handheld mode. Um, again, there's a little bit of frame rate suffering, but nothing too terrible, but that means that this is a game that I can easily pick up and play for a couple minutes here and there um, wherever I'm at. And uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for, for that opportunity, and I definitely expect that in a week and a month I'll probably still have played this game a fair bit to get further in it. Um, in a year, I'm, I'm not sure where I'll be at. Uh, I might have, I might be completely done with this game by then, but I could also see this being a game that is just like uh, an evergreen, like pick it up and play for five minutes type game, especially if they add content. I don't know if they've said anything about plans to add content in the future to Starlink Battle for Atlas, but if they do, if, if there are more planets and more missions and, and maybe even a variety of missions that get added, it will definitely be one that I keep playing for a long time. So thank you for listening to today's episode of Your Day, Week, Month, Year Reviews. Um, I'll be back at you in about a week here to let you know um, how I'm doing, and then uh, I'll see you again after that. Thank you.